Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Pit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper in studio with uh, one of the best guys I know. And of course, that, of course, P.J. Duran, who's uh, who's appearing because of our great friends at Hicklin Power Sports. Look for them online, hicklinpowersports.com. Uh, we'll get to you in, you in a minute, P.J., but I do want to thank our friends at Evergreen Podcast Productions, the, uh, the fine purveyor of this podcast, and you'll look for them online at evergreenpodcast.com. Uh, great and creative lineup of uh, lifestyle programming, including this very program. So do want to thank our friends Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson for contributing to this week's program. Uh, Tony Wink with the uh, this particular program or portion of the show off. Jack and Leanne DeLeon producing the program as always. Thank you, guys. Uh, news from around the world. Jack, can you give me just a little more? little more there you go uh news from around the motorcycling world and we uh will have uh, drake beecham on the program one of my favorite young guests out there pj jacobson will be joining us jamie uh, us how do you say is it astadillo astadillo i mess it up every time mitch oldenberg will be joining us cam mcadoo as well uh but we start the uh the program with some news from world superbike in aragon uh motor america round one in atlanta and of course the nashville round of supercross and with that let's go to pj pj how are you i am doing very well thank you scott and i'll try to be quick as cameron's waiting on us we'll get you on in a moment cameron nashville supercross in the 450 class eli tomac came back swinging uh baggett came in uh second place with cooper webb the current points leader uh rounding out the top three uh that leaves cooper with a 21 point advantage over moose cannon tomac in the overall in the 250 class we had uh mr davalos with the win ahead of chase sexton and justin cooper uh things are tight in the 250 overall with forkner on 151 points sexton only three points back with three rounds to go cooper seven back uh we've got three rounds left as we know um and the third one of course being the finale uh, east meets west at vegas over in road atlanta you mentioned in the superbike round one cameron bobier got the first win of the year this was the first round tony elias a close second with jd beach coming in a hard-fought third in the second race of the weekend for the superbikers elias was able to come out on top with matthew skoltz in second bobier uh, drifted back to third jd held on for fourth so uh, Elias is leading the points right now, but it's going to be a good Tony's year. Tony's a tough cookie. I mean, tough guy and a, a strong competitor. Amazing knows how to win the title. 
All right, let's uh, let's bring our guest up. And Cam, you can uh, you can work with us through the numbers here. And of course, you've probably seen these already from our friends at Racer X. And let's just go through the numbers: four wins on the season for Monster Energy Kawasaki's Eli Tomac. I'm not sure what the news is or the chatter around the pits, but is there anybody that can really truly challenge him? What are your thoughts? Um. Good, yeah, good I mean, question. And I mean, it, seriously, that's he's, he seems to have found his line. I know that Coop has as as well because Coop has got what six six wins on the season. But uh, it seems like Eli Tomac is just pouring it on. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, you know, Tomac always has the ability. I feel like to do that, and and like he had said how. He felt like he could manage the win. I, I heard in his press conference, and right? Like watching back in 2017 and stuff, you could tell Tomac could do stuff like that. Almost going back to 17 Vegas when he did what he did, and that was just crazy. But I mean, I think that there's been multiple times that it's like, oh, Cooper's under pressure, under pressure. Like he might crack <laughs> like early on in a main event. He does might not look like he has the pace. And then all of a sudden he pulls through, and so, I mean, I think that there's, there's, I I believe there's four guys that still can win each weekend. Um, it's been a great you know, season, I, I, really. Yeah, and um, I think Ken um, might not have gotten enough credit for last weekend. Almost like, man, he was coming, he was going forward and going forward fast, and so I think that he's got a win coming still too and you can never count marv out coop's been so solid i yeah i think it's it's so close right now that all those guys are definitely able to win <laughs> and they well, proved it so yep they absolutely have it as have you cameron you've uh, had a good season i'm sure you're chomping at the bit ready to get to i mean it's it's the final race for you guys right there's only one more for uh you west coast competitors that's vegas right uh, no, we we have Denver this weekend and then Vegas. I was oh, you do. Say, yeah, there's Denver. Yeah, yep. sorry. There's yeah. three rounds so. and two of them are west. well. We, yep, are west. Well, and and the Vegas is an east meets west, right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. So every, everybody east and west both get another round, and then it's then it's the showdown. Um, you've been looking good. Uh, am I correct? You don't have a deal as of yet for outdoors. Is that right? Yep, that's correct. Um, currently, yeah, I'm just I'm up in the air with outdoors. I'm focused on uh, doing the very best I can do at these last two rounds of Supercross, and um, I have been riding some outdoors and stuff with the FC Honda team, and and they've been doing some testing, so I've been just you know trying to help out with that or whatever, and and being ready because um, you know the the nature of the beast of our sport is that you know someone might need someone, and and um, yeah, so currently I'm, I don't have anything for outdoors, but uh, it'll all work out. I'm, I'm scratching my head over this because I don't understand how Cam McAdoo does not have a deal already done. We're talking with Cameron McAdoo currently uh, seventh in the uh, overall standings, uh, three rounds left or at least two that we know of. And uh, and Cam, looking forward, uh, you know, it's this is really, if you think about it, it how many years for you racing? Uh, technically this is, I'm on my third year. Third year. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you're, you're just a kid. 2007. Yeah. 2017 was 
my first year, and, right. and uh, I didn't even get to race outdoors, and I only got to race like four supercrosses. So how of, um, of injury, and then uh, then last year, 2018, very first round of supercross, I I got ran into in the first lap and and had a broke my hand, and then um, that was you how know, painful was that? My was, supercross season. Yeah, did that hurt really bad or what? Um, uh, pain wise, <laughs> I think the most it hurt was uh, knowing that um, you know all the work that you put in from sure you know say september until then and it's kind of all taken away in one little moment but um actually when i when i first broke it i it was the very first lap of the first round and and uh i raced i finished the whole race and and it was um just a small break in my hand and so i went to the second round in tampa and i raced that i didn't ride all week raced tampa and i finished eighth like i could i could barely hold on to the bike you know so i was hoping that i could just not ride during the week and go week to week and let it heal and then um i went to line up at atlanta and and i got cross jumped on a triple at atlanta and um i had a crash and, and it like just pretty much completely shattered the bone of my hand so that was the end of it for me and um at that point we we couldn't obviously move on and keep trying to push through it so but yeah i mean honestly the biggest part of i think injury for anyone in the sport of racing it's not the not the pain that you're going through or any of that like yeah it does hurt but it's the the you know knowing that you're not able to do the job that you're that you're hired to do how's your health been this year cam i mean you your results say you've put in a, yeah. a very solid year yeah my health's been great it's been good uh you know ever since i i came back to racing on the third round outdoors last year and and raced the whole outdoor season and then i I was able to do some off-season racing in Europe and in Australia and stuff. And, um, yeah, so I had a good good off-season, and um, I was actually on a Yamaha for uh, probably six weeks in the off-season. I was going to be riding for the – I was riding the uh, CTR Motorsports bike, and and then um, late December, uh, basically I was actually at the airport flying home for Christmas, and, um, you know, I got a call from FC. and Cool. We kind of – put things together and i flew out here the day after christmas out of california and i had <laughs> maybe four days on the bike before a1 because wow. I, you know i had planned on going to uh going to race east coast and so it was it was definitely you know the bike has come a long ways and it's changed a lot since the last time i had ridden it and, and um with not much testing and stuff i i mean i felt ready for anaheim but um i've definitely these last you know, few rounds with some weeks off and some good testing with the team and, and getting the bike down. Like I've, I'm really feeling good and I feel like I've come to come to pretty good form at this point. And, and um, yeah, I'm ready to finish the season strong for sure. And where are you? Are you residing in California during season? Uh, we know. Uh... Uh, yes, I am. Uh, the last last four and a half years, actually, I've lived in South Carolina and. And uh, January this year, I decided to move out to California and make a little change in my program. And, and I just felt like that California is kind of the place where I need to be right now. And and so, yeah, I'm based out of California now. You got a girlfriend out there or what? No, I don't. I don't, mm. I don't even have enough time. It's, oh, come it's, on. Uh, you would make time for a pretty girl. Everybody's got to eat know. dinner every, You know, once in a while, go to see a movie or something. So, Cam, uh, yeah. you, you're, yeah, you're uh, a... 
we we would call you a hometown boy. Uh, yeah. Sioux City's your hometown, right? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. we're we're here in the luxurious studios of uh, of our for our evergreen uh, podcast right. production, and uh, we're in the great place in Des Moines, yeah, Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. So down the road. Yeah, for sure. You get back much uh, this way? Uh, wait, you were at Brayton. Did you do Tony's Brayton uh, shootout? Brayton shootout last year at uh, yeah, Winterset. I did, actually, yeah, I did. I was that was just before I was going to head out to California to start getting ready for outdoors. Um, I was home, you know, because I I was home for a couple weeks. And uh, I had so much so fun talking to you. To do that. You were you were a yeah, ton of fun to talk to, dude, and and that was that was a fun event actually. Um, most, mostly cool because of the MC. On. The MC is very good, makes the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, without him, yeah. there is no show. Uh, sadly, uh, Cam yeah. McAdoo is our guest. Um, okay, so Cam, let's talk a little bit about um, what happens next. Okay. For a guy in your position, obviously, seventh, not necessarily want to be, but still highly respectable. Uh, so how do we move you up into a guy that's got a two- or three-year deal? What happened? What has to happen, and who's representing you? Um, you know, to be honest, what has to happen is I need to to go prove myself these last two rounds. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, six places are cool or whatever, fifth, and, but... Um, I, I need to be on the podium, and that's kind of the bottom line. And and um, you know, just go show my speed and show what I've been working on, and the rest will fall as it does. And and uh, yeah, so we're gonna, you know, I'm still focused on just doing the job at hand right now that I'm hired to do, and and uh, I know it'll all it'll all fall into place as it's supposed to. And you, uh, well, first of all. G- it's been a great season for you, Cam. Uh, I would say, and Amen. just great news that you've you've been able to to stay healthy. Do you change anything in your training? I mean, accidents happen in all forms of motor racing every week. We are literally talking to guys who, if they didn't just get injured, they're riding injured. That's the the nature of the beast in uh, professional motorcycle racing. Or do you make changes to like your diet or anything to uh, you know compensate for injuries? Uh, honestly, yeah, that's, that's funny you asked that because that was a, a big thing when I first turned pro, I was, um, just changed in training and, and even diet too. And, um, basically I was so used to being able to just hammer out a crazy amount of training all year long because I was preparing for three races a year, you know, as an amateur, these three big race weeks, but as a pro, you got to be there every weekend and be good on the weekend and, and, um. I was always feeling like I was not doing enough and stuff, and and um, yeah, I I was I feel like the first year I've turned pro, I was too lean. That was one issue I felt like I had. So I, there was a few things that I you know had to figure out with my body and and stuff like that. And um, I think we learned. And uh, yeah, I feel good. It's been been good to string races together and prove to everyone that also I'm durable as well. I don't you know I was I felt like I was starting to get almost like that rap of man that dude's always hurt and that was not what i wanted so it's been good to to prove that you know i'm i am durable and i can i can go through seasons and that's you know the biggest part of it you look at the greatest guys in our sport you know dungy and carmichael and those guys it's like their stats are unreal you know that they were there every single time and 
that's what it takes. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned him earlier, Roxon coming back. I mean, we, it, we, it's been such a strong season for that guy that we. Uh, I think people are already starting to forget how wounded he was and the, the fact that he was at A1 and did what he did this entire season now. People just expected, and that it was an impressive display. Well, after. There, are, there are people that are saying, yeah. PJ. There's there are people saying that he did that. He did a one as much for uh, anybody himself, right? Cause oh it, yeah, you got to get back on that horse and ride. And that's that's perhaps the most difficult thing for an athlete to do because the athlete in the off time while repairing uh, will question uh, himself or herself. Uh, and their ability to do just that. And that perhaps is the greatest challenge they ever have is not just heart, but head. And head gets in the way a lot of times. Does that ever does that ever uh, happen with you, Cam, where your head gets in, in the way of the heart? Um, I mean, it, I think it's everyone's head. That's your biggest, the biggest thing. I think all of the, all the racers are, you know, all so good and so fit and everything that I, I believe that that's, you know, the biggest thing that separates each other. And, uh, like, noting back on Ken, like, I people don't even have a clue of what that guy went through. I, I don't even, but I just know that, you know, even before outdoors last year when he was coming back from his second arm injury with, with uh, when he crashed with Webb, um, I remember the week, I think it was maybe the week after Hangtown or, or Glen Helen or something, it was two rounds in already, we went mountain biking on a Wednesday, wow. a big group of us, and, and his hand and arm was so so bad that he could barely lift. He couldn't even lift a mountain bike off of a bike rack out of the back of a truck. Wow. He was still going out and, and podiuming outdoor races and stuff. And and then, you know, people have what it takes to say, that, oh, Ken never got fit. And it's like, you know, I feel like, yeah, I mean, I've heard doctors him short. that he'd be, he'd be lucky to, to ever hold a kidney utensil again properly and so it's beyond impressive what he's been able to do well obviously we've been looking at you for a while dude and uh, uh, you're one of those that we think highly of otherwise you wouldn't be on the show but uh, the way you respect your uh, your fellow racers out there I think is remarkable in and of its own self because obviously um, what you do is not easy, okay? And and I think our listeners need to know that. What you do is not easy, injured or not. But when you do get injured, <clears throat> there are, um, you know, a lot of steps to go through to get to race ready. And you have to challenge yourself, and you do it every single week. Right now, sitting in seventh, nice job out of you. I know you'd like to finish higher than that. So uh, surely we're going to be behind you rooting for you every step of the way. But um, one of the really great guys in our sport is Cam McAdoo out of Sioux City, Iowa. And, yeah, did I have fun talking with you? Yeah, I did. Um, it's, it's neat to talk with somebody in your position that literally is one of the best in the world and, and to not have that, that, that best-in-the-world type attitude. Uh, it just absolutely works for you. Was your mom there? Uh, yeah, at the, yeah. the Brayton race. In yeah. Ohio. yeah, she was. Yep. Yeah, your mom's cool, yep. too. Cool chick. Yes. So she, don't tell her I said so. I don't want her to get a big head or anything like that. But, <laughs> <All right. laughs> she was just, but yeah, thank you very much. I she was very cool. <laughs> All right, Cam, uh, sponsors, who who do you want to thank? Uh, you know, obviously the whole FC Honda team that's behind me, and they've, you know, 
been putting in their hardest work for the Supercross season, and um, yeah, we're doing our best. And uh, Shift MX, Fox, uh, Mobius, 100%, uh, Alpine Stars, and everyone else that gets us to the races. Thank you. Are you planning on coming uh, to the Brayton Shootout this year? Um, I mean, I don't even. I'm not sure when the date is and stuff, but if. I just show up. You know, after the season on the offseason, yeah, I might as well go, right? Like, well, why not? But if you do, yeah. you have to bring me some stickers and patches, okay? All right, deal. Is that a, is, you heard it, Peter. You heard him. Well, you can write it down. You, you scored, <laughs> you Scott. <laughs> I'll bring a jersey. How about that? Yeah, right. Even better, Double X. What? Good luck in All Denver, right. man. And you remember right. the shoes right. that Braden brought me, right? Those beautiful white clouds. Let me tell you something. I don't. Those are casino shoes. That's what you wear inside. You don't wear them outside, but you wear them inside the uh-huh. casino because they're that white, and you don't want to mess with them. Jack could probably pull it off. I couldn't do it. And Leanne would go, yeah. why are you wearing Scott's shoes? Anyway, all right, buddy. God bless you, Cam. Best of your family, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate having me on. You bet. Cameron McAdoo on the program. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast System. We appreciate you listening. Do check out the rest of our podcast programming at evergreenpodcast.com for a diverse and dynamically curated blend of created programs. Stay tuned. Back after this. This is Jeff Gibson. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do-all vrm 340 a heavy-duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. 
For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hey, this is Jake Holden. Watch out for the Jacosaurus, number 59. Well, Jack and Leanne DeLeon pushing the buttons on the program. Thank you, guys. Making it sound halfway decent. PJ Duran in studio. Uh, and uh, Scott Casper with you. Yours truly. Cam McAdoo exits and hits the pits. Uh, we're talking a little super cross with him. And it's neat to see and hear and talk really to a guy who is as grounded as he is. And I wonder if that's not his, his Iowa background or perhaps it's just ways brought up. Yeah. Well, and he's faced adversity and had to live through it. Uh, much like our racers over in Spain. You like my segue, Scott? No, what you just did there, you're, you're bringing up world Superbike, of course, that took place in Aragon, Spain. Absolutely, and I didn't get to bring up the results earlier. Would Mr. you please? I would, but Mr. Batista does the double again on the Ducati, Oof. leaving the world reigning world champ, uh, Jonathan Ray, to grab second place in both races. Mr. Davis in third in both races. There was the matter of the... Super Bowl race, which Batista also won, so really he did the triple. He's had the measure of these guys. Um, it's, it's something to watch. But let's talk to our next guy, Mr. And so we had uh, Cam from the West Series right, right. of the 250. Now we've got Mr. Mitch Oldenburg doing the 250 Supercross East Championship this season, uh, currently sitting in fifth place of the overall standings. How you doing, Mitch? Good. Good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. We've had a great show uh, with even without you, but now we add you to it. It's like you have a great kick, right? And then on top of the kick, what do you put? Icing, right? Yeah. And now you're the go. you're the icing on the cake. So welcome to the show. Perfect. And congrats Perfect. on your uh, sixth place finish over there in Nashville. How'd you How'd you like the track? Uh yeah, the track was pretty brutal this weekend. Uh, I think they were planning on some some weather earlier in the week with some rain and. Uh, I think it kind of just got a little away from them as far as being being a little on the dry side, but um, you know they they do their best to plan for Mother Nature, and it just didn't didn't really help us out this weekend when we didn't get as much rain as we thought we were going to get. So, um, but they they turned it around and made it really good for the night show. But uh, man, those those whoops were tough. Those whoops were tough all day. Oh, you know oh. what they say: rain can either kill you or it can help you. And, yeah, but just enough makes the track just it's it's even that much more affordable from a viewer's uh standpoint uh it's even that much better for a viewer because watching you guys at the top of your game is amazing yeah exactly i think uh you know i think if they would have would have planned or if they wouldn't have done uh like take caution and and covered the track earlier in the week it probably would have poured and we would have had a muddy mess so uh, it was kind of out of their control i mean um and we've already had uh more than a few of those early on in this season i guess as an east competitor have there been any it's it's slipping my memory have there been any east rounds that you would call real mud bogs no not at all actually and it was the west early in the year yeah. the west had a, a number of them that were just absolute slog fests 
Yeah, for <laughs> us, I mean, our own. This was really our open, our first open stadium we had all year. We had uh, Daytona earlier this year, but obviously the weather there was unreal. It was, it was as good as it gets. So uh, this was our first open stadium of the year, and we got lucky with no rain. But uh, yeah, it was, it was it was a really fun uh, fun weekend for me. A little bit on the frustrating side, I felt like I had a little bit more empty, but uh, you know we got two races left, and then outdoors, so. I'm healthy, I'm in one piece, and I'm just uh, excited to keep plugging away with this thing. And we were talking with Cam McAdoo about that, too, about being healthy and what it means to climb back to get uh, mentally strong. But in fifth place, dude, it's not bad. It's not a bad place to be, right? Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. I mean, considering the last two years I've been watching 90% of the races on my couch, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, we have to put everything into perspective, you know. Right. I think uh, – it, it does get frustrating because you, you always want to do better and you want more. But at the same time, as like last year, I was, I think this time last year, I was going under the knife for a knee surgery. So um, I'm, I'm pretty blessed to be in this position still and, and being able to, to still race and, and be there on the weekends and, and doing the best I can. PJ, the, the, the news, of course, about Texas boys, they are tough. Um, even even guys that go to Texas to defend, say, the Alamo, for example, right? Um, and, and one particular guy in David Crockett, he was there for 24 hours before he lost his life, but he fought for the state of Texas in such a way. It makes guys like Mitch, uh, you know, that much more proud because, quite frankly, Mitch, you guys are fighters. Yeah, I mean, you got to be in this sport. I think uh, this sport isn't for, isn't for the weak or the uh, – you can't really – you can't really, uh, you know, buckle under under pain or anything right. like that. Like you really gotta, you gotta do what you can with what you got. And I think that's just the way I was brought up. You know, is is, um, you know, you get a, a bump or a scrape or whatever, and Dad tell you rub some dirt in it and get back to work, basically. So, <laughs> um, rub some dirt in it. I'd like that. Yeah, I mean, just uh, <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do, and um, just because you're banged up or whatever, that doesn't mean uh, the work stops. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like you said, I've, I've faced a lot of adversity the last couple of years with injuries, and right. um, I think it's really opened my eyes. Like you said earlier, too, mentally, like um, coming back from injuries is always easy as far as getting healthy again, but like getting your head back straight and getting mentally back in the game and, and going out there and racing again is the hardest part. And I think uh, I've learned a lot the last couple of years of that. I'm really in a good spot and just happy with uh, the way things have been going. We're talking with Freckle. Let's go back to PJ. PJ? Well, Mitch, I was just wondering, are you uh, You mentioned outdoors. You're fully locked in, and it's going to be the same program right after Supercross rolling into outdoors? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm with uh, Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha through the rest of this year. That's um, awesome. Haven't done any negotiating or anything for next year yet, but uh, hopefully keep plugging away, getting some good results, and hopefully be here for a couple more years yeah absolutely and and you think you've got since you had as you mentioned two abbreviated seasons uh unfortunately the past couple of seasons have been abbreviated uh, i mean you foresee yourself uh sticking with the 250 class to the, is there a chance that you i mean how do you guys decide are you going to go east or west when you when the decision to, to stay in the 250 class or continue in the 250 class as it were goes i mean do you is that a team decision um, yeah, yeah, it's really just who's kind of ready at the time when Anaheim one rolls around. Uh, obviously, they they tell us all to be ready just in case you know there's injuries or something like that. Sure. You have to go racing. 
I mean, it could happen the week before Anaheim won, and you'll get the call and say so-and-so got hurt, so you're racing this weekend. Um, so you just got to be ready. And and for me, like I just told the team this year, I didn't really care what coast they put me on. I was going to be ready for both and um, just kind of left it up to them. I think uh, you can, you can kind of tell them your preference and stuff, and they'll take it into consideration. But uh, at the end of the day, they're going to do what's best for you and what's best for the team, and, and it's kind of their call. Is there an injury more mm, – PJ, help me out on this. Is there an injury more painful than a collarbone? Um, for me, yeah. I've uh, I've had my share of collarbone injuries, so um, collarbones aren't really that big of a deal to me anymore. <laughs> it's kind of bad to say that. But. Right. Yeah, you've been uh, – you've desensitized to them. <laughs> In my yeah. in my lifetime, ribs seem to be the one that I just Ooh, can't I live with. That. That. Yeah, yeah. They just they're the ones that just nag, and there's Great not big deep breath. Yeah, there's no yeah. no no re, no relief from rib rib injuries when they're really kicking. It's like your first girlfriend walking away from you saying, "Yeah." Um, <laughs> our guest, yeah. Mitch Holderberg. Mitch, uh, I do want to talk to you a little bit about uh, where we where we've been. Obviously, 2018 is in the books, but. Uh, what you take away. What did you take away from calendar year 2018 of the season that was? Um, biggest thing for me was was just my my attitude about racing. Um, I kind of had uh, – I, I came into the season really strong and really confident and just uh, didn't get the results that I thought I was, was capable of off the bat. And I think for me, uh, it put me in a pretty dark place as far as mentally. I was just kind of depressed and – and just kind of angry at the whole situation at what was going on. And, and I think I honestly, truly believe that's why I ended up blowing my knee out is because I was just wow. not, I, was, I just wasn't in the right headspace. So, um, I kind of realized that after I, I had my knee surgery and my wife helped me out with that, you know, we got our, we got back on track and, and got back in a good place. You know, it's, uh, it's really tough as a, as a racer to, to watch people, um, that you race every weekend do good and and get results and you're just sitting there on the couch kind of watching them um i can't even and, imagine pj what that's like yeah and it's again it's an unfortunate part of the motorcycle racing it's a very lucky racer that doesn't have uh you know a injury that challenges you um, there have and, been a few and mentally over the years, it really right? is the yeah. mental game that that uh you know Did is you, the yeah. test wouldn't you agree mitch yeah, a hundred percent. I think I think that's the the hardest part about our sport. Honestly, I, I don't like coming back from injuries. Really, isn't that hard as far as getting healthy goes? Like doing the therapy and, and getting back in shape and stuff like that. It's not to me. It's not that hard. It's just another day. So, hmm. um, but if your if your head's not in it and you're you're having negative thoughts and and just kind of going through life saying what if, you're kind of just digging yourself a hole. So. Um, that was just not, that was my biggest takeaway from 2018. Like I really needed to get my head straight for this year, and I knew coming into this year it was going to be a rebuilding year for me from the get go. So um, to not get frustrated right off the bat and to kind of just build and get better every weekend because it's been so long since I had raced. Man. So that was just my goal coming in this whole year. I I really started off kind of slow. I didn't I wasn't riding the first couple races. I didn't ride like I had been at the practice track. Um, I think I kind of was still had the injuries in the back of my head and mm-hmm. was riding conservative and not, 
not doing my job, but um, we got through that, and I feel like I'm in a good spot now and, and just excited to keep building from here. I feel like I have a lot left in me, and if we can just stay healthy and keep plugging away at this thing, I don't see why I can't be winning races and being on the podium every weekend. That's what we do basically on the show. We kind of phone it in. Uh, <laughs> well, we're talk. not supposed to say it on air, Scott. Oh, oh remember? wow. Okay, yeah. because I – Keep uh, that under your hat, as they say. Wow. It's here on the script. It under your under your helmet. Under your uh, helmet, if you will. So, uh, get real quick, uh, just to finish that, was there ever time – was there ever time that you sat down with your wife and said, you know what? I just don't want to continue. Uh, I just, I just feel like you know, I want to let it go. Um, I, I'd be lying if I said no. Wow. Um, actually, more recently than than you'd think, I I had a big practice crash in Atlanta this year that I should have been hurt. I should have been hurt really bad. It was a, it was not a good crash, and um, I didn't race that night, but that the rest of that day i just didn't know if i could continue to to put myself through that you know i put in so much work and and to just be kicked down like that every time things start start looking on the bright side i get kicked down and and have to start over again and um you know i had a long talk with my wife and my parents and and it was just something that i had to realize you know i i wasn't hurt so I needed to, to look at the positive side of it and, and look at it as, as a blessing that, you know, like I've been through so much the last couple of years that, yes, I crashed really hard and I'm in pain right now, but nothing's broke and I can go racing next weekend. So I need to be um, thankful for that and and just keep plugging away at it because, you know, I've like I've said, I've, I've worked way too hard to get to this right. point in my career and, and to give up that easy um, is just something that, that's unacceptable to me. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's been tough, but I got a good group of, of support behind me with my wife and my parents and, and my brother and sister and just everybody, my whole family. It's, it's, uh, it's a blessing. And I'm, well, you got us too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I got you guys and, and your mom uh, and dad. Yeah. Other than that, that's we're big support. We're big supporters for sure. There's no, there's nobody else. Just your mom and dad, us here in the studio, Jack, our producer, of course, huge fan. Oh, Mitch has a bunch of fans. He has a bunch. Besides those folks, there's a whole different class. Those are the upperclassmen. We're the, the mid-class folks. Um, all right, dude. Uh, how about this, Mitch? Why don't we give them a, a a little bit of a a a boost out there as far as the people that uh, sponsor you? Who do you want to recognize on the program? Yeah, for sure. You know, I have my whole team has been been awesome this whole time. Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha. They've been super patient with me and supportive through this Very last cool. couple of years, and I, I wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for them. Uh, <laughs> Thor Bell, hundred uh, percent. Alpine Star, FMF, uh, Toyota Escondido, Intense Bicycles, uh, Ethica. Like I said, my parents, my brother, my sister, my wife. Um, the in-laws, just everybody. It's it's uh, it's truly amazing the support that you get when you get kicked down like that. And uh, I definitely would be in this position if it wasn't for any of those guys. PJ, um, I know you would like one. I would as well. Uh, perhaps would it would it kill our guests to kick down a couple new bicycles just down <laughs> to? Uh, I, I mean, I'm we, currently on bicycle uh, lockdown. My wife <laughs> says no more bicycles in our already very full garage. Well, yeah, yeah. but you, you and Tony are, are a lot alike. Tony's got like 60 some motorcycles, and you've got bicycles and motorcycles and four wheelers and three wheelers. Yeah, you just go nuts. Brought to you in part by our friends at Hicklin Power Sports, HicklinPowerSports.com. Um, all right, Mitch. 
Yeah. Always good to talk to you, brother. I'm super stoked. Um, do you get a discount at Staples? Um, I do not. You should because you're originally from Staples, Minnesota, right? I am. I am. Why, why wouldn't that be a natural thing? There's only 2,894 people that live in Staples, Minnesota, and I would think every single one of them would get a discount. Yep, PJ, you, you would think, but it's just not happening. I mean, just a free box of uh, paper clips, you know. Good luck to wrap out your season. Good luck in Vegas. <laughs> Thank you. I guys appreciate it. Thanks for having me. God bless you, buddy. Hey, stay tuned, uh, race fans. We'll be back after this. You're listening to... This particular program, this particular episode of the Evergreen Podcast production of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. This is Davey Coombs, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high high-quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF-R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin-engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. The point is good. 
Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits. This is Chris Teeth McNeil. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. In it to win it. All right, welcome back to the show, part of the uh, Evergreen Podcast System, but also uh, live from our Hicklin Power Sports uh, sponsored studios here in Des Moines, Iowa, at the iHeart Studios. And, you know, yeah, as much as I travel around to other broadcast facilities, I only realize when I step into each one of them how lucky we are to be able to work here. Uh, the studio is big enough to carry, you know, a full baseball team, a wrestling team, a, a football team. Well, maybe not football because they are so much bigger. By the way, congratulations to my Barnstormers. 5-0 and oh on the year. How about that? Coming and out swinging. They're, well, doing something right. Anyway, with news on World Superbike, a little bit of a re- recap before we get to our next guest. Jamie's waiting in the wings, but PJ, what do you got for us? Well, I'll reiterate, Mr. Batista Alvaro, that is on the Ducati factory team, uh, continues to be unstoppable this season. Um, it's still, uh, one would say, early days of the season, but he has absolutely been unapproachable. He had a 15-second advantage at the line in race one, and it looked like he was backing off. He had a sizable lead and w- sizable advantage at the line in no, race wait, wait, two. Wait, back up the truck. You said it looked like he was backing up. Is that because he wasn't pouring it on? Right, right. Ah. He, he had such a huge advantage on the last lap. Uh, 15 seconds at the line wow, wow. is a that's a that's long an time. eternity. The 6.8 seconds he had in race two, also an eternity. Um, good news for fans like myself of Mr. Chaz Davis. Uh, he was back on form and right there with Ray uh, in a tight third place in the race one and race two. 15 but, seconds, I'd have my bike clean, regas, oh, oil was, change, it new was, filter. And it, the guy he's beating, the people that he's beating are world champions i mean jonathan ray is the reigning world champion has multi-time world 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 superbike world champion impressive i love it i love the news of our sport because you see guys that well you expect to do rather well somebody else will come from behind out of the you know out of the pits and just do exceedingly well our next guest is probably no no different there because we expect so much out of her coming up later by the way our number two pj jacobson and drake beecham and uh, joining us now is a a very fine racer in her own right uh if you recall and and can you help me pronounce it? is it lick liquid molly junior cup the liquid licky that's liquid molly Liquid Molly, Scott. Okay. Liquid Molly Junior Cup. I can't pronounce all the words in the English language, but I'm (laughs) going to give it a shot. Jamie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Jamie Astudio is Irish, right? No, I'm actually Hispanic. Shut your mouth. Serious? (laughs) Okay, I'm just teasing, of course. But welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Ninth place overall, currently. Uh, and uh, excuse me, currently 16th overall in the in the standings on the year, uh, but that's only through round one. I mean, you're going to make some adjustments right now. What are the, what are the adjustments you and and your team, people that are watching your race? What are, what kind of adjustments are you making? Uh, yeah. Well, actually, the first round of the season uh, was pretty rough. 
Um, I actually didn't race both uh, both races that we had this past weekend. Right. I had a I had a pretty bad crash um, <laughs> Saturday morning in our second qualifying that put me out of race one, and which put me like really far back on the grid for for the second race. So um, I just kind of tried to salvage some points, and uh, and yeah, we didn't. The first round didn't go as planned, but uh, we're actually going to be testing this weekend down here in uh, in in North Carolina. So uh, we're going to get some stuff figured out and uh, see where we can improve. Are you living in uh, North Carolina, Jamie? Um, yeah, I actually stay in um, in actually South Carolina, but I stay at a motocross training facility called South of the Border. I know South of the Border. I've driven past that actually. Uh, yeah, so which, the, the motocross track is right behind all like the truck stops and everything. Sure, I mean I've talked to a number of racers yeah. from that facility, and we actually know who owns that facility. I believe. Do we? Oh, awesome. Yeah, I think we've talked to the owner. I'll figure that out when we're off air. But okay, we won't Jamie, do it right now. So then. you you okay. you had a DNS correct <laughs> in race in race one on Saturday. You were unable to race because of that crash. Is that correct? Yeah, I was actually um, in the hospital most of the day. Um, right from the crash, they put me in the, in the ambulance and they took me to the medical center and they, um, they thought I had some internal bleeding and they wanted to check my spleen and my liver. So they took me to the hospital and I was there for, for a while. I was all, there all morning, um, actually. And, um, I w I knew I was fine and they kind of just took me to the hospital anyway. And they, they cleared me and they said, all right, you're fine. And they just took too long to get me out of the hospital. Um, my mom and I were actually driving back into the track when the red lights went off for the first race. So we were so close to making it that the team had the bike down at hot pit and, um, my team, like they, they figured everything out. They had all my gear and everything down there and they were waiting for me to get back. I love it. Well, you that's, know, that's unfortunate, Jamie. I mean, yeah. uh, it's valiant effort on your part and, uh, exactly. cautions, uh, uh, you know, caution in the case of a rider with potential injuries we we understand what's going on there you being superwoman know that you're fine um <laughs> but how, how was your health uh, clearly you were trying to get back so you you weren't in terrible pain and clearly you had a good race on sunday uh battling to ninth place in that uh liquid molly junior cup yeah um i actually had a lot of pain at first and that's kind of why they were worried about what was going on and and once I was at the hospital, I was pretty much just laying down the whole time, you know, that they don't want you to move too much. So I right. felt fine. And I was like, all right, let's just get me out of here. I want to go racing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, actually, when I got back, I started finally moving because I thought I was fine. And I had a hard time, like, breathing and actually moving around on Saturday. So I think it was like for the better that I didn't race Saturday afternoon. Sure. I don't think I would have uh, would have done very good. I probably would have had to come off because I was actually in a lot of pain. So I think that was for the better. How long have you been racing? I've been a uh, road racing. This is actually my third year road racing. Okay, third year. Okay. And have you ever, have you deviated? I know a lot of guys do works. Uh, a lot of racers, uh, you know, they take a look at at the variety of opportunities uh, to bring yourself up. But um, was was there a natural progression for you? 
It actually was really hard for me. My first year um, road racing, they, uh, Melissa Paris put me right in the in the KTM Cup, and we struggled all year long. Um, I was at the end of the pack all year. Um, there was actually a race or two that I got lapped. Um, it, it was it was pretty rough, and then I kind of jumped on the the Ninja Four Hundred with the quarterly team in the Junior Cup the following year, and it was. You know, I I had two podiums last year, so it was a it was a big jump, and it was just kind of out of nowhere. I needed just needed um, some more guidance and just some more help with the riding side of things and getting used to being so leaned over and trusting the pavement since I was so used to the dirt. If you, I th- I've always found that if you trust the pavement too much. It's almost like disrespecting the pavement. <laughs> well, <laughs> it will it will bite yeah. you. It yeah. will bite you. Wow. And, and Melissa Paris's husband um, is it Josh, right? Josh? Oh yeah. Yes, Josh. Yeah, he's a former national amazing. Champion. First of all, but Melissa, in her own right, is amazing. And to watch her prepare and compete is uh, nothing short of miraculous. I mean, she has got it dialed in. If there was a person, woman or male, it doesn't matter, uh, that you could model your career after, I I would go for Melissa Paris every day. But now as a team owner, what are you noticing that's a difference in her? Oh, she's done amazing. I didn't know her before she was a team owner, but just like, just watching her do what she does, it's amazing. And I can say now that, like, yeah, if I had to look up to somebody about what she's, how she's done with, with her career and what she's doing, it's definitely her, and she's definitely inspired me to, to just look at her as a, as somebody I want to be like. And are you, uh, so you're you're there in South Carolina at the race facility? Uh, it, is your entire family with you, or is that uh, just your uh, race season abode? Yeah, no, my parents are both here with me. Um, they fly back and forth to the house. You know, they got to they gotta work and do their thing. Um, but most of the time, at least one of them is here with me. That's cool, and I'm sure that helps uh, with, uh, you know, everything about being a racer. You need a support system around you, uh, families, people you know. Um, what does, uh, what I mean, what are your real goals for this year? Because you're, I mean, when you were on the track this past weekend, you looked strong. Uh, if we consider you were probably still a little bit uh, off your own best pace because of the uh, very recent injury, uh, you're going to be a top 10 contender, clearly, in every single race, if not a top five, right? Yeah, no, the goal is definitely, my goal was to to win the championship um, at the end of the season. And, um, you know, the first season kind of, or the first race, kind of you know put a big blow in that but we still have a long season ahead of us and there's still chance for that and uh yeah I was definitely off the pace um I definitely can ride way better than I was this weekend um and uh, I think we'll once we get everything on track I think it'll we'll be we'll be good and um hopefully we'll end end up towards the top five or even the top three I definitely want to be in the top three by the end of the season and Weekends like this weekend, every racer has them, Jamie. You've had them before. I'm sure you've been doing this long enough. It's how you deal with the weekend when things don't go your way that really 
tends to make a difference in a season, it seems like. You know, the the ability to get out there and make points, although injured, uh, you know, speaks a lot about your commitment, one, and two, it's it's just what you have to do in this sport because everybody's going to have an off weekend. Let's go to line 11. Uh, We've got a caller on line 11. Jack, can we bring up line 11, please? Uh, Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Hey, Jamie, what's up? I'm a longtime fan of you, and I just wanted to say <laughs> I thought you did a phenomenal job coming back, man, after spending the day in the hospital to come back uh-huh. and score some points. That was pretty awesome. Now, wait a second. Thank uh, you. Is, is this <laughs> Melissa Paris? Uh, oh, man, I, I meant to call in from a, wow. a, uh, a line where you wouldn't know who it was. That's weird because, uh, <laughs> you know, we don't often get a call from a superstar like you endorsing another racer. But, uh, Melissa, what do you what do you see in, in, in Jamie as far as the future goes? Because in many ways you've been a trailblazer for, for many of us, uh, specifically our female riders out there. But what do you see in her? Yeah, you know, she's tough. Like, that's pretty much the thing that stood out to me from the get-go when I called her and asked her if she wanted to try road racing. I figured any girl that can go race motocross week in and week out, that road racing would be a breeze. And I think she kind of proved it this last weekend. One thing Josh and I talk about a lot is what what makes a champion is how you do on your really bad weekends. And I think she proved to everyone that on a really terrible weekend, she can still go out there and do the work and get a decent result. I And, 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 Correct me if I'm wrong, Jamie, but um, what I've noticed, Melissa, in particular, what you've done is is kind of switch gears a little bit. It's almost like going into high speed. But what you've done is not only you know gather some great racers, riders, etc., but you've been able to manage it, and that would be the frustrating part for me. You've done an outstanding job, <laughs> and uh, you know I love you, kid. But I'm just saying this is uh, this is well, me put myself on the cross. My husband might tell you otherwise. He might well, no, your husband never tells well. me otherwise because he's always within striking distance. And <laughs> yeah. I think he's a little wiser than that to be dissenting uh, right? the, the law of the land not happening. Melissa, thanks for taking the time to call in. And uh, a boys, a girls, that's the type of thing we do in this sport. And, and uh, God bless you, kid. You know, we love you. Of course. Thanks, guys. Keep it up, Jamie. Jamie, uh, how was that for a nice surprise? Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I, I have to send her fifty bucks now, and uh, and I suppose that's affordable, right? Affordable radio. Yeah, it's absolutely worth it. Jamie, thanks for taking the time to join us on Pit Pass, kid. We love you, and we'll look forward to seeing more results. Uh, be on the phone with us anytime you need on uh, to promo anything. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for having me, guys. You betcha, kid. We'll talk to you soon. Jamie Astadillo, Mitch Oldenburg, and Cam McAdoo, our guest in hour number one. Hour number two is coming up. PJ Jacobson, Drake Beecham, and a very special segment three. Stay tuned. This is America's Motor Racing Talk Show as we continue with hour number two. It's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned.
Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-pack supercross settings, and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do-all vrm 340 a heavy duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the program. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Nothing like a little bit of practice to get you going. Hey, Jack DeLeon, Leanne DeLeon, producing this program both in the internet forum, we call the podcast forum, and, of course, the terrestrial radio pro, uh, portion of the program. Do you want to thank our friends at Hickland? Because right now you can go out and see PJ, for example, on days that they're open, which are many throughout the year. But PJ, right now, the shop is singing. I went by there last or today, and there are no less than 14 cars there. Yep, we are crowded all the time. It seems uh, everybody wants a new jet ski or a new dirt bike or something. And you guys have onboard financing. I just find that fascinating because you're not really a bank. Nope, you can go out to our website, though, and fill out your credit app, and the uh, sales department will In call advance. you, right? Yep, you can... You don't even have to call. You can just go on the website, fill out your credit app, and a salesman will get a hold of you to talk about exactly what they can do for you. They'll drop a bike off at your house. You don't even need to pick it up. They'll just pick <laughs> something out for them. Boom, bring it by the house. HicklinPowerSports.com. Look for them online or visit them in person. Highly recommend it. Sometimes they have hot, delicious popcorn. It's so good. Yeah, it occasionally is. Let's get to our next guest, Scott. I'm excited to talk I to him. I know you are, but before we do that, we get a promo. Hour number one, Kim McAdoo, Mitch Oldenburg, and Jamie Ostadela were uh, our guests in hour number one. This hour, Drake Beecham, one of my faves. And, of course, next up, our first guest of hour number two, P.J. Jacobson joins us. P.J., how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? 
This is cool. We're going to talk to PJ. Now. Yep. It's it's rare that I get to talk to another <laughs> PJ as I'm a PJ. Congrats on your, what I would call a good weekend, uh, Mr. Jacobson, and for being here racing in our country yet again. Uh, how stoked were you this weekend to be at Road Atlanta? Um, yeah, sure. It's, it's pretty cool to talk to another PJ. I don't get to do that much, but, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, uh, it, w- it was a good weekend, you know, uh, Sunday really topped things off. Um, I mean, the team has been out of that paddock for, uh, quite a few years now. And, uh, I haven't been to Road Atlanta in, in almost 10 years since, uh, since I first started in the, in the AMA when it was, um, not Moto America. Um, so it, it's been a, been a long time, but it was great to be, be back in the paddock and to to meet all the the new faces again so it was uh it was really cool yeah you were uh for our listeners who don't know which there can't be many you've been off doing the international racing superstar thing for some time now um celtic racing um and it's also also hsbk right not just celtic yep they're uh they're combined forces um this year so um yeah, it's uh, Celtic and H- HSBK Racing. Um, they put this whole program together, so it's uh, two strong teams that have been uh, in the paddock uh, over the years, and, and they finally came together to, to join uh, forces. That's that is uh, I I would have to imagine very beneficial for both of them, uh, sharing the load and sharing the experiences. Uh, I mean, you guys were limited clearly. They with the late development of the program, correct? I mean, it seems like you, it was rather towards the beginning of the season when things really fell into place for you guys. I can't imagine that helps with going into a season, but clearly you rebounded. Um, how do you like your chances now that, you know, you're probably not playing catch-up so much now? Um, yeah, you know, um, last year was a real rough season for me in World Superbike, so... Uh, you know, Barry and Bobby both called me at the end of the season and uh, threw this whole idea at me and uh, said that they wanted to get back into the, the racing scene as well. Um, and they had the R6. So, um, yeah, I, I was, uh, you know, all about this, especially on R6. I've been racing in World Supersport for years, and it's uh, it's the best bike out there and, and the bike to beat. Um, so, yeah, you know, once this whole deal came together and stuff for, for this season, um, I was pretty, uh, pretty pumped about it. And, um, yeah, you know, we haven't had much testing and stuff like that. So, you know, we've kind of got everything and put it together a bit late, but, um, you know, I think the first race for us there, we got six in the first race. It was, uh, uh, not the result we were looking for, but again, it was, uh, basically our, our first test and, and to get through that and, and learn, uh, you know, just the team working together and also the bike where it was at and myself again. So uh, I think we uh, we came back uh, after 24 hours and um, got our stuff together for Sunday, and we uh, ended up second and uh, only two seconds off the win. So it was, uh, it was a really good um, a good chance uh, for us and, and to move things forward. It's, uh, it's very positive. And you had, uh, we haven't mentioned yet, but you had a bit of an off Saturday morning, um, the bike uh, came back okay, or did you guys have to go to backup equipment? And are you doing okay? Yeah, it was actually uh, Friday. Um, we uh, sorry, Friday. Fastest, fastest in the first free practice um, in, in the wet, and then 
you know, I, I was, uh, once you're P1, you want to stay P1. So um, I didn't really know Atlanta too well again. Like I said, I haven't been there in almost 10 years. So um, I think I just uh, was a bit overriding and I uh, got caught out in myself and uh, a bit of the unknown with the track. And, and yeah, I had a big, uh, a big spill and, and my hand, I really whacked my hand. So I was, I was basically bleeding all weekend through my hand. Um, but, uh, we got through the weekend and, uh, once I, you know, Sunday came around, uh, everything was good. I mean, my hand was still hurting, but, uh, I'll be, uh, resting up now a little bit to, to get it healed and, um, it should be good. And you, uh, so other than the hand, you're not you don't foresee any uh, long term impacts to your uh, race program. That's great news. What uh, when do you guys head to Coda? I mean, that's not, or do you guys go to Coda? Maybe that's only Superbike, right? Yeah, it's only Superbike. Um, I, I wish we were going to Coda. It's a, I got to ride that track at a, a track day in uh, I think it was in December or December or January. Um, and that place is amazing. You know, I wish I could uh, race the 600 there, but unfortunately, it's, it's just super bike with with MotoGP. Yeah, yeah, and I knew that. I've been there, worked uh, worked as a corner worker one session uh, or one uh, MotoGP uh, weekend, and it was the place is incredible. So, what uh, what's the, what's your favorite race, or do you have one? I mean, it has been, as you said, a while since you raced in this uh, series, this country. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, um, yeah, I couldn't even tell you really. I think, I guess, you know, the next track we're going to is BIR. I've had a lot of laps around there uh, on my 125 and 250 and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm probably looking forward to BIR the most because it's the, the most track I know um, o- over the years and uh, where I used to, you know, race like club racing and stuff like that. So I think, um, I think that's, probably my favorite track is going to be on the schedule and then you know i, I gotta uh get back to, to the other ones and and uh get a little um get to know them again but it's uh i don't think it'll be as bad as road atlanta because i i didn't really have uh, many laps at road atlanta uh o- over the over the years and where have you set up shop now that you've uh made your way back to our fair shores where <laughs> where are you uh calling home now yeah, so I, I live in New York, and uh, actually when I was in Europe, too, um, the last, uh, I think, four years, I was just, um, I was doing what Nikki used to do, just traveling back and forth on, almost every time. I'd stay over there, like, you know, two weeks, and then come back home, but uh, I was doing, do, ended up doing that the last, like, four years, so, wow. uh, yeah, I, I'm in New York, but uh, currently I'm in Florida. I've been in Florida now for the last, like, uh, almost months, I think. Wow. I'm just training. Uh, because I'm I'm racing the American Flat Track as well um, for my team Cool Best uh, Nilo Racing, so I, I've been testing doing flat track and and uh, riding at Jennings in, in Florida like uh, uh, throughout the week. Can you describe for us what that means when you say riding for Kenny Coolbeth? I mean, obviously his legend lives on, uh, but what 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 do you get from him? Just being around him, I mean, there's got to be some magic that does does transfer, right? Yeah, I've known Kenny, you know, since I was uh, a kid. He's always been a, a you know a hero of mine. He's accomplished so much in, in his in his racing career, so I've always looked up to him. And um, 
yeah, I, I, you know, I've always wanted to do something with Kenny, and uh, I knew that he wasn't going to be done when he was actually, you know, retired from racing. He, he's still going to be in the sport like like most uh, most guys. You know, they don't just leave the sport. So, um, you know, Kenny brought up this idea uh, at the end of last season as well to me, and um, he got together with uh, with John, who's who's Nilo Racing, and um, they put this whole deal together. And uh, now, you know, I'm, I'm very. Uh, very fortunate to be riding his bike uh, that he rode last season. Uh, I'll be racing them uh, this season in uh, in two weeks in, in Texas. This is our first race. And so you're ra- you're racing the big boy class, the AFT Twins class. Yes, that's that's correct. Uh, when I was 16, I did the Springfield Mile uh, for Maroney's. So um, yeah, it's been I'm I'm 25 years old. So again, it's almost been like you know uh, almost 10 years. Wow. 10 years from- I'm coming back to the the twin class to, uh, so yeah, give it a shot again. And are you gonna? Are you looking to do a whole bunch of races, or is it just a select few? Um, yeah, we're basically doing almost every one that doesn't clash with the road race series. So I think we're doing ten. That's awesome. That would, and it is not without. I mean, it's worthy of note. You're not the only one doing this. We've got JD Beach out there doing something similar. Um, there's a number of guys who've had guest rides, but you and Beach clearly are doing more than just a guest ride. It's it's a pretty strong showing. That's serious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, yeah, one weekend's road race, the next weekend's flat track. It's just it's nonstop, you know. But that's uh, we love racing, and uh, I guess we're both good at at dirt track and road race. So if we can make it happen, uh, it's awesome. I think that's. Um I think it's actually healthy because you mean, mix it up, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's healthy as long as you don't get injured and one <laughs> one boss doesn't get angry at the other boss. That is the only real concern, I would okay. think. Um, okay. it, it, does it impact your training? I mean, when you've got a race at, every week, roughly, you know, that I would think that would change the way you would train just because you don't want to be burnt out uh, on what would have otherwise been an off weekend. No, exactly. You're exactly right. I think, you know... Uh, Recovery is actually a big thing. I think, um, you know, one or two days off after each uh, weekend is uh, really you have to give yourself. I mean, you can't just be training every day and riding every single day. I mean, you'll eventually just, yeah, burn yourself out and you won't even want to get on a bike. <laughs> you know, that, that for me, that would be frustrating because this is what they do for fun. They also do it for work. But it's uh, it's got to be something that... You know, that does play at the back of the mind. PJ, I think you're absolutely right. When when you think about burnout, too much time on a bike can be as detrimental as too, uh, not enough time on a bike. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, even on uh, race weekends, like Sunday, you know, uh, I, I eat uh, healthy all week and, uh, and training and, and stuff like that. So, you know, Sunday when you, you, know, you do really good, you get on top of the box, you're on the podium. You know, Sunday's nights, the, the nights you really, you know, demolish and eat bad and stuff and just uh, let yourself have it. And then, you know, back uh, Monday or, or Tuesday, really, uh, back to training again. So, you know, you have to, like, you know, give your body and yourself a, a rest and, uh, you know, also appreciate what you've just done on Sunday, too, you know? Where's your uh, curious? I'm I'm curious where your team is based out of. HSBK might suggest Houston. Is that reasonable expectation um no yeah he used to be in uh houston bobby used to be in houston but now he's in uh oklahoma he's actually has uh 
has Trey Kennard's old place, so he, he runs a big uh, motocross uh. facility at his shop, and he has the race bike there, the dyno, everything. So, honestly, he's the one that's uh, living the dream because he's got the the place uh, where it's, you know, where you can ride, and you got dyno, you got a house, you got everything possible. Got the, the team hauler. Backyard. Team haulers exactly. there. Didn't exactly. didn't uh, didn't Trey have a fire? Was there a fire or a flood or something that Trey had to go through? Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Not in my memory, but that's not, <laughs> not, so not surprising. <laughs> PJ Jacobson, our guest on the program. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Um, if there was a track that you just go, you know what, this is my home, what is it? I don't know. That's uh that's a difficult, difficult question. Um, could be somewhere two, in Europe, it could be a, tr- a, a a triple question because we could deal with uh, a, a flat track as well. So, is is there a flat track or other race uh, facility that you just absolutely love? I mean, there, you know, there was one track that in Europe I, I only rode one time, and I was uh, I could ride the place every every single day. Is uh, is Bruno in the Czech Republic? That was uh, that was an awesome track to ride, and I, uh, I mean, I don't know if I go so good there, but I think uh, it was the most <laughs> enjoyable track to ride of my my career. Wow, yeah, that's uh, that's quite a round when GP is there. I really enjoy watching. Is it a it. party? I've heard it's a big party. Yeah, it's also a party too. Okay. Yeah, and so it does well, every MotoGP race pretty much is a big old party. That is, you love MotoGP. I, 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 everybody, the world over, does, mm. um, and the, and the entirety of the show. Um, so it, this looks like this is your future, right, PJ? I mean, uh, are you are you looking forward to uh, uh, call it us? I mean, really, you've you've had one full race career. One could argue, right? Does it feel like that to you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been riding a motorcycle since I've been three years old um, and starting professionally at 16. So, yeah, I've had a good go at it right now. Um, I've been over to Europe and, and done a lot of stuff over there. I've got second in the World Championship, runner-up uh, in World Super Sport. I've done World Superbike. Um, but, yeah, you know, uh, with a lot of stuff going on in Europe, there's a lot of politics and a lot of stuff like that. But, um, you know, I had the opportunity to come back here and uh, raced a great bike for a, a really great team. Uh, and also in the flat track, I have always said I wanted to come back and, you know, just do things. My, my dad my dad taught me what I, what I was going to do before I even thought about road racing. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy where I'm at in my career, and I'm, I'm really excited and uh, motivated to, to try and That's cool. really do good in, in, both, in both series. Well, it's just, I mean, I look at... You're not the only one. I mean, Elias has been here for a few years, but we've got guys who've had, and I put you in this category, you've had a great international career. I mean, right, what right. some people would call a full career. And it, to me, feels like you're just kicking off uh, <laughs> another, whole nother, you know, the start of something entirely new that's going to be awesome and fun to watch for everybody and clearly already uh, successful. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm uh, I'm right with you. I uh, I feel like a a young kid, you know, sixteen year old kid, just ready to ready to start up a, another career again here in in America and um, just have a go at it all and see where I can what I can do. 
Always good to talk to you, PJ. Best to uh, your family and all that. And we're looking forward to seeing the uh, next set of race results, no matter the, the discipline that uh, you afford us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. Always a joy, man. Always a joy. I do want to thank Tommy Boy Halverson for uh, assisting in the uh, writing of this particular segment. It's always good to talk with Tommy Boy. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that Tommy Boy knows, PJ, that uh, that he's able to bring up. He's a very wise man. Yeah. Well, do me a favor. Stay tuned. We'll be back. There's more Pit Pass after this. Ron Burgundy here. You know, when I was younger, there were no laws. Go-karts and tractors were legal to drive on the highway. At least that's what my father told me. Interesting story, I drove a homemade go-kart with nothing but a lawnmower engine from Fredericksburg, Maryland to Tacoma, Washington without sleep. Anyway, driving around in an unlicensed, uninspected, uninsured car can get you into a lot of trouble. If you want to stay out of trouble, check out Safe Auto. They won't get your car inspected or get you a license, but they will get you insured, which I guess is something you have to do. Who knew? This is Aldo Ferracci, and uh, we're on the Pipat Radio. And thank you for listening. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings, and the VRM300, it's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140, it's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. <laughs> With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days it's a fact the best you've ridden is the best you know until you've ridden race tech suspension you haven't experienced the best suspension possible race tech is the science of suspension for atv and utvs motocross freestyle and stunning off-road supermoto road race sport bikes cruisers touring and vintage bikes as well as adventure riding with gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our g3s custom series shocks you too can have the Race Tech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Race Tech products and applications, visit our website at racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 
Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, Gloves and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hi, this is Chris Carr, multi-year flat track racer, former World Land Speed record holder. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. I thank you very much, Chris. Um, You know, just going back on this particular date in history, if you will, uh, April 9th in 1973, I remember being uh, snowbound in the intersection of of, uh, Park Avenue and Fleur Drive here in Des Moines, Iowa, where we are broadcasting from. But um, the snow was so deep. And Jack, you were there. I mean, it was. Uh, I would have been. I would have been in third grade. And how old were you then? Fifteen, sixteen? No, I was like eight. I think eight, eight or nine. Okay, I, I was thirteen. Yeah. Right. And that was the day when the snow was up so high. Our dogs were walking up on the drift. Oh, wow. And they could literally see over the six-foot-high fence. It's amazing. It did. Listen, here's the deal. It's The reason I'm bringing it up is because all of us are challenged from time to time, right, with different things in our life. Yep. That was the time where the entire state was challenged because there are parts of the of, of the city that got anywhere from 12 to 16 inches, and there are parts of the state that got anywhere from 16 to 18 inches or more. And we're not talking about the drifts. We're talking about how heavy the snow fell. So my question, or not question, but my plea is that we always remember to help each other no matter what your lot in life is. We're always challenged by something, whether you're a motorcycle rider or what have you, it doesn't matter. We're all part of the human condition. And uh, by the way, good job, polar bears, uh, population up some 20%. Uh, so much for global warming. Well, the, we expect some kind of a storm to hit the Midwest here this week. Uh, and I think everybody's going a little nutty about it. But I will just tell you that uh, we're here for each other. And if y'all need something, 
give me a holler. I'd be happy to help as much as I can, Jack. I know you're part of that same thing, PJ. You're also always there to uh, lend a hand as well. Let's go to our next guest here on the program. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, and uh, one of our favorite young guests is joining us now. Uh, he is a superstar in my mind, in my heart. He's got a great family as well. Nobody writes a greater thank you card than he does. Drake Beecham joins us. Drake, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Scott? Yeah, I'm good, buddy. You know, when I got uh, the last, uh, I got, uh, a, was there a calendar as well? I think there was. Uh, yeah, there would have been a calendar. Yeah, I, it, was, it was like a one-two punch. But the first thing I noticed was that you took the time to write us a thank you note. And I thought that very generous of you. And obviously, it was your, your mother or your father said, you know, hey, we got to do these thank you cards and let people know we appreciate what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, you guys have helped me out so much over the years that, you know, I like to pay it forward. Well, there it is right there, PJ. We, hey, we love watching you, Drake, and we're so <laughs> glad for you. Uh, man, I was looking, I was really pouring over the lap times. Uh, you you seemed like you were really picking it up there in race two at, uh, in Atlanta, and congratulations to you on your very fine results in, uh, in the Moto America Twins Cup race. Thank you, I really appreciate that. Didn't completely get the job done, but, you know, I'll take that from my, you know, first race of the year and the first time racing the MTO seven. It was a blast, and uh, I can't wait for VIR. Yeah, you. Uh, I was noting uh, you. I mean, it just seemed like you had a lot more in race two, and you were, you know, your lap times to the leaders very comparable. You, did you find something in race two, or was it just early season and you're finally getting into your groove? Uh. It was a mixture of things. Um, we got some things dialed in on the bike for race two. Um, and, you know, just getting more accustomed with it and more time especially helped out a lot. But, uh, yeah, I was hoping mix, but, you know, I'll take what I can get. You were the fastest Yamaha, it is worth noting. Um, you're carrying the flag very well for Yamaha at this point. Uh, was it wet on Saturday? Was it wet early in the day, or was it dry all day long? Um, it was all day on a Saturday um, it was our morning warm-up on Sunday whenever it sprinkled a bit and I ended up not going out for warm-up um, we just waited out until uh, race two right on so uh, you get a little bit of a break this weekend as uh, Moto America heads to Coda um, at least the super bikes do not the entire uh, Moto America paddock uh, what do you got planned for the big weekend Actually, we are going to be getting, uh, looks like, a lot more snow. I thought we were done with all the snow in Minnesota, but it looks like we're going to be getting, like, 11 or 15 inches or something like that. Hmm. They're yeah. saying it. You got your snowmobile ready? <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> or your four-wheeler. Yeah, I mean, you can still have fun in four-wheeler up to how many inches of snow? Quite. Uh, you need to have a blast. It really doesn't matter. 11 <laughs> inches would be a blast on a four-wheeler. Yeah, so... Uh, that probably puts a bit of a damper on the outdoor training because we've had uh, here in Iowa, we've had a nice respite. It's been wonderful the last week or so. That's good. I'm not too far from you guys. I'm going to have to stop by and say hi sometime. I wish you would. It would be great. We've had a lot of really cool guests in the studio, but we've never had Drake Beecham in the, in the studio. You're not allowed to like bring your parents. Yeah, you cannot bring your parents in the studio, though. What, where at in Minnesota are you, Drake? <laughs> uh I'm at the intersection of 35 and 90, a little town called Albert Lee. Sure. My, one of my best friends had his 50th birthday party on 
Sunday in Albert Lee. He, he is the service manager at the Harley-Davidson dealer. There was a time when Interstate 35 stopped at Albert Lee. Well, actually, it regained traction at Albert Lee, but coming south, it stopped at Albert Lee. And we'd always – there was a, a place called Red Rooster uh, – the Red Rooster Diner or Cafe or something. But I remember sitting at, uh, at the counter ordering hamburgers. It was really, really good. But Albert Lee, fond place in my heart. I was born in Minneapolis, and then the trip back to Minneapolis from Des Moines was always a, a real treat uh, for us. And uh, Iowa Falls was as well. So we, but there, I can't even believe at some point the two states couldn't get together and finish the dang road until you know somewhere in the seventies. So it was, it's crazy. Anyway, Drake Beecham, our guest, obviously looking through some history. <laughs> on the program but that's okay right that's okay yeah. all right you've you've often stated that you were hired or excuse me tired um of, of finishing anything outside of the top 10 so you made some changes what were the initial changes as you began to buckle down uh and and race like you wanted to race what were the big changes you made um really it was just uh you know being consistent, working on my racecraft, I was really uh, concentrating on, you know, making sure that I didn't let the rubber band snap, especially if I, uh, you know, um, if the leader started to break away, to not give up. And then, uh, you know, just making sure that I got the job done. And, uh, sorry, if you hear me uh, getting out right now, I'm actually changing driving with uh, Andy. We're at the... Uh, I was driving there for a second. I forgot that I had an interview going on, so uh, I'm a little busy. But uh, yeah, and you know who doesn't like or who likes to get you know ten? And I, you know, right. I mean, if you're looking for points and that's all you got, I mean, you know, you take it. But you know, you want to be up there on the podium or at least battling for a victory. And you know, I kind of just got tired of it. You know, just got angry, got aggressive, and got up there, got the job done. Hmm. Are you guys driving back from Atlanta currently? Uh, yes, we are. Truck full of bikes, I bet. Yeah, truck full of bikes. Who's the better driver? Who's the better driver? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Is that your dad? It, no, that that's uh, Andy. I've been uh, oh Andy, I'm sorry, Andy over this off season. Yeah. Uh, in in uh, Albert Lee, and yeah, you know, we've been working on uh, body work and building bikes and everything, getting ready for the season. Okay. So, I heard Andy yeah. is an absolute terrible driver. Any uh, any truth <laughs> no. to that? No, okay. absolutely not. No, he's a great driver. Um, <laughs> Is this because we you know just take cycles back and forth and uh, we get the driving done pretty quickly. What do you do for Andy when you say you've been working for Andy? What do you do? Um, I've been making uh, body work actually for the FZ07, MC07. Um, we've been launching some new stuff as well, and uh, you know, learning how to do composites and fiberglass. It's oh, cool. A, Pretty niche market. I was going to say now. it's it's got to be niche, but it's also kind of dangerous because you got to learn how to deal with the fiber within fiberglass, right? I mean, it, it it can get in your skin, and it's 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 almost like it's poisonous. But uh, I got to believe you're wearing gloves and long sleeve shirts yeah. and stuff like that. Of course, I take all the precautions, but um, it's kind of chopped up to be worse than it actually or not as bad as it actually is. Um, it's not too awful to work with, actually. Hmm. 
Yeah, PJ, have you done fiberglass work before? Uh, just enough to know I hated it, but uh, <laughs> that was insulate. That was insulating homes, not make not making cool That's stuff. That's a different story. You guys are you guys are making bucks and and doing that kind of stuff, architecting, uh, right. actual bodywork, uh, molding. I presume uh, vacuum molding, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, that's a little above what we're doing right now. Um, I'm actually hand laying and laminating uh, each piece. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that, there's an art to that, so kudos to you for picking up yet another skill at a very young what, age. What's the deal with Andy, though? I mean, could he have gone a little bit further with the name of his team? AP Motor Arts, mean? really? Moto Arts? I mean, Andy Palmer, AP. Could could it have been uh, something a little more creative? <laughs> Uh, I think it's a pr- pretty uh, pretty good name. I like it. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> are you are you the only uh, racer on the team, Drake? And sorry for not knowing the answer right. to that. <laughs> no, no, of course. Um, no, we actually have a, a few riders on our team. Um, facing the MTO Seven, we have myself, Cooper McDonald, um, which is a part of the K and N family. Um, we also have Sean Mill, and we have uh, Darren James. Well, on the team, all in the all in the Twins Cup series. Yes, all oh. under the uh, AP Motorworks canopy as well. Awesome! So you guys are that would qualify you as more like a powerhouse, wouldn't it? With four riders on the grid. Yeah, that would. So uh, well, who's who's the strongest on the team? And it's probably going to be uh, unless it's you. Not fun to say out loud. <laughs> um, so far, <laughs> I'll I'll give you three guesses. Okay. <laughs> what are the first two? It's it's Drake. It's <laughs> yeah. oh, man, why why did we why did he have to give us three guesses? I mean, one guess would have been great <laughs> out of four racers. <laughs> My God, we seem like such idiots. Well, all right, seem like or are at least I am. Um, I would never do that to you, PJ. But oh, no, I guilty as charged most of the time. <laughs> serious question. You got one. Serious question to ask a PJ. It's all you, dude. Oh, I'm just wondering what what which race are you most looking forward to coming up, Drake? Most looking forward to? Yeah, that's a yeah. tough one. I mean, I mean, what what qualifies the track or? Track? Well, you know, I could I could split that hair. I uh, thought maybe you would, but why why make I mean, why make the caller? What's your the, what's the your favorite race to yeah. go to? I mean, that's that's as simple as that. What's your favorite one to go that's to? Good question. I'm really looking forward to uh, Road America for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Uh, kind of a tie between that and Laguna Seca. But um, I'm going to have to go with Road America on that. Because Is it because it's close I, to your I, house? I, uh, kind of close, but um, mainly because I get to see Tommy Boy and we get to have tacos. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Quow's tacos. Quow's tacos are no are joke. They, I've heard about them. Quow Sandoval from yeah. Chicago is a good friend of mine, and he's been making them for years for us. What's he your excuse? A, You've been doing the show for 15 years. I see no free tacos in the studio. Well, he's in Chicago, and, and they don't travel well. They <laughs> they are really good right there that night when you come get the tacos. They, they are amazing, aren't they, Drake? <laughs> They are. Oh. Another reason I'm really looking forward to Road America is because just the crowd, the people there, yeah. the atmosphere is just awesome. A bunch of enthusiasts always come out and, you know, cheer us on. Well, it's one of our favorites. It's absolutely favorites. awesome. All right, and, Drake. Uh, you know. We're, we're up against the clock. Yeah. We're up against the clock. Okay. Yeah. Do the, do the, sp- don't, do the sponsor uh, role and stop making us drool uh, over your taco <laughs> story. 
<laughs> okay. Um, I'd like to thank, first and foremost, Fast Radio for having me on tonight, especially. Um, I'd like to thank my team, AP Moto Art. I think uh, Red Fox Racing, 129 Photos, GP Racing Covers, uh, NJK Weathers. And, uh, yeah. And P- PJ Duran. Pretty much. I've done nothing but bring but bring my Mexican friend who does make the best tacos. <laughs> All right, so here's here's your challenge. You ready for it? Yes, sir. Get your butt down here on a Tuesday night. Uh, PJ and I will take you to dinner. Tony may come along. No no uh, All right. no promise there. Just come on down. Tommy it's boy a, will be there too. A three hour drive for you. It's easy enough. If you can drive all the way from wherever the heck you are home, Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah. Georgia. But uh, we'd love to have you down here, and uh, we'll treat you to a, a real nice meal. Bring your whole family, and we'll have a good time. Do not bring Andy, though. Okay. Okay. Because that's. Uh, oh, two other sponsors, sorry. Um, LS2 Helmets and 129 Photos. Listen to him bringing the money. He, know, he, knows, he knows how it's done. That's <laughs> how you keep the sponsors yep. happy. Hey, we love you, brother. You know that, right? Yes, of course. Drake, thank oh, you yeah, so much. Thank you. God bless you, bud. All right, take a quick time out. More magic as it happens. And PJ if likes anything. If he likes magic, he'll like anything. He can make a deck of cards uh, disappear quicker than anybody I know. Anyway, do me a favor. Stick around. Back after this, it's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Hi, this is Dean Wilson, number 15. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro Fit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next Racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno des moines sports station 1460 kxno if you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on check out the full line of yamaha dual sports at hickland power sports The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest-to-ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. 
Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Passionate about motorcycles? Ever heard of the saying that you should make a career out of what you love to do? MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com is a state-of-the-art online job board built exclusively for the power sports industry. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com connects job candidates who are passionate about the motorcycle industry with companies and dealerships that may be looking for you. Upload resumes, receive new job notifications, or just surf the site for your dream job. Turn your passion into a career at MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hey, this is Mike Lafferty, eight-time National Enduro Champion, and you're listening to Fit Pass Radio. Hey, this is Flamin' Sammy Halbert of Halbert Brothers Racing, a flat track racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Thank you very much, Slammin' Sammy Halbert. Hey, you know, we're going to go off books just a little bit here. Our nation surely will never be able to repay the uh, Navajo Code Talkers. And for those of you who follow any kind of uh, history of our wars that we fought, uh, the Second World War was... Um, in many, in many battles was won because of the Navajo Code Talkers. So I'd like you to take a moment of time, if you would, to remember Alfred Newman. Uh, his entire life was lived in service. That Marine is one of the very last of the Navajo Code Talkers, and we lost him within the last 24. So uh, we appreciate his service and the unique way he served his country. And, man, he was proud to be an American through and through. And um, that's it. We also lost Carol Channing, a friend of mine, Broadway, uh, big Broadway star. She was uh, the best of the Dollies in the hit Broadway show, Hello, Dolly. So a uh, little bit of sadness there, but none, nonetheless, it's, uh, it's part of what we do and part of who we are. It's called living life and experiencing the ups and the downs. So uh, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. I... Uh, Perhaps, uh, you know, going to break, I may have piqued your interest just a little bit. Well, some of you may have noticed that privateer Tyler Bowers was not competing at round two of Monster Energy AMA Supercross in Glendale, Arizona. Why? Because Bowers was in Germany contesting the final round of the ADAC Supercross Championship in Dortmund. Bowers won the first night on Friday and took second on Saturday. He also won the third night on Sunday to capture the King of Dortmund crown. Uh, Gregory Aranda won the Supercross 1 uh, class on Saturday. French riders Valentin Tillet and Cedric Chibignas uh, finished second and third overall in the weekend. Bowers also captured the ADAC Supercross title for the second straight year. So the reason I bring this up, because we are uh, proud to have in our friendship group the King of Mercy. Sure. Brayden. And we now also have the the King of, uh, of Dortmund. Dortmund. Yeah, how about that? You know, we dealt with this back, talking about riders missing, way back when when uh, we started the Tylib team and we had uh, Teddy Mare racing. He would miss a round, and it was like, the second or third round, I think, in arena cross when it started at the same time as as uh, Supercross did, Teddy would have to take off and for his obligations in Germany. He'd make more money 
doing this off this overseas race if he'd win yeah then he would in 10 domestic races and we've, we've heard this from tyler right he's not the only motocross supercrosser doing this no 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 i mean obviously brayton makes piles of money well in the off season there's stacks it, well stacks of money yeah. Okay, yeah you're right he stacks them. he doesn't pile them yeah but um man it's awesome that these guys can make so here's the thing these are one-off races that the promoter is is uh um they're 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 paying out a lot more than Feld is, and I'm not trying to pick on Feld. Feld, you look at the purse money. There's a ton of money that they're and paying out. Nobody in the stands to speak of. Yeah, right. No, I'm I'm serious. I'm looking at the uh, race picks. Oh, you're talking about overseas right in Dortmund. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, really? That's not a sold out show. Huh. I'm no, surprised. Yeah. God, the promoters got to be getting the money somewhere, right, Tony? Or they wouldn't? They wouldn't. well, sponsors, but TV. TV yeah. I, I don't know. But TV. yeah, I mean, they're they're the, the thing is, is they're they're investing in a guy like Tyler Bowers, who's running around in you know mid pack. You know, or or better, we've seen him win races. Flip flops and cut we've off seen. shorts. <laughs> no, no, different guy. Different guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Um, you're probably my weirdest friend, Scott. I am. You are, I, and so I'm proud weird. of it. Let's go on uh, the results. Let's take a look at the results. Anaheim won Supercross results there in the 450 class. It was Barsha in the number one spot. Kenny Roxon number two. Eli Tomac 250 Supercross West results included Colt Nichols in the number one spot. Dylan Fernandez in uh, the number two, and Shane McElrath in the third spot. Supercross Glendale. Well, you know we, we did see a bit of a change up there. Let's talk about it if we can. Supercross Glendale had the 450 results as we speak. In the third spot, Ken Roxon drops down, picks up third. Jason Anderson moves up into the second spot. Blake Baggett picked up number one in the 450. And 250 Supercross West results. Adam Cianciarillo in number one. Colt Nichols, number two. Shane McElrath in number three. Uh, Tony, did you, did either of you, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Scott, did either all. of you see uh, the post-race interview with Cianciarillo? I found it very interesting uh he said i'm tired of being the guy with uh i'm tired of being the guy with uh, potential i want to be the guy with the results uh and it, it looked like a new version of cianciarulo we've we've often said how amazingly fast he can be on any given day it's been uh quite a while so i i found that interesting to watch ac's career to me it reminds me of a robbie raynard because robbie was without a doubt i mean he'd run Carmichael down and just whoop him on a 125. Nobody else did that. Nobody else did that to Ricky Carmichael. So when when Raynard was injured over and over and over, we never saw Robbie Raynard reach the potential that we knew Robbie Raynard could get. I mean, I, back in his Team Green days, his Kawasaki, you know, early Kawasaki days, we thought, oh man, this is it. it just didn't happen. Um, AC has been injured. Without exception, yeah. And since the he worst pro. parts, worst parts of his of his seasons, it yeah. seems like yes, like right when he looks like he's about to stretch and really put it on a field, is right when he get, has managed to be unfortunately injured. So that being said, you say that it's a, a new AC. I, I think I see a more patient AC than than in years past. It seems, and maybe it's just in my head, but watching him, I've I've. I've seen him try to force the issue. This one, you know, it didn't come to him in, in round one. This one, he did get it. And, um, you know, I, I think I think he has the potential of being a champion 
We certainly want him to be. No, I don't know anybody that doesn't like him. I mean, you you say his interview is interesting. He's an interesting guy. He's he's intelligent. He's articulate. You know, they put him up in the booth when he's not racing, and he makes better conversation than the people that are doing it full time. I think, and uh, you know, and he has a good perspective. I think he has a career. He could have a career in broadcasting. I mean, certainly wouldn't want to do a radio show like this. Scott. Everybody else is trying to do. Don't aim so high, you know. Not right out of the. <laughs> not right out of the gate. <laughs> but I think he could. I mean, uh, really, I think he could be a, a regular on NBC or Fox or Mav or wh- whoever's carrying racing. I think it's, yeah. So back to AC, I think that he he is a character. I think he has character, and I love to see him win. I hope he does. Man, it, it's so weird that Pro Circuit doesn't. It's still odd to me that Pro Circuit doesn't dominate the 250 class because that was forever. That was the team. And, you know, we come out, we see Yamaha swinging out at first round. You know, this it's Mitch needs a win too. As badly as AC does, Mitch needs a title too. I, I got to believe. They've been doing it a long time, but it's, it's time. I want to see Pro Circuit back up on top. I don't want to see him there forever, maybe. No, uh, no. But I just I, I do. see a little mixing up at the top. So what are we? Uh, you got any plans, Tony? Going to any of these races? I'm really trying to make at least one, if not two, Supercrosses happen uh, this season. It's been too long since I've been to one, and I'm realizing that. Yeah, Roman and I are going to this weekend. We're headed down to um, Texas. We're which we, means Roman is driving. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. He totaled my van the last time we I let him drive. Um, taking my vehicle for sure, but to, who's going to drive is to be determined. But we're going to go down. There's a race at Village Creek. There's but there's weather. So our original plan was to go to Three Palms this weekend and ride. Looks like it's going to be cold and rainy. So maybe further north would be better. And then the following weekend, I'm going to be home. And then I'm headed out to the San Diego Supercross. So to answer your question, I'm going to head. I'm going to hit San Diego, and then ride after that. The day after. We're heading down to uh, Ensenada in Baja. We're going to ride. You know all about Ensenada, PJ. So, I do. I do. I love the place. Yep. We're going to say the same place, Las Palmas. And then we ride out of the hotel. We ride over to Mike Sky Ranch, down to San Catin. We're going to take two days to do that. We're going to do uh, spend a day out on the ocean fishing, come back and hang out and party at Don Eddie's for another night. And then uh, ride back. It's a long ride, actually, back to Ensenada. And then uh, maybe a night or two in e-town and then we're going to head actually i'm going to hit a um area qualifier for loretta lens arizona cycle park on the way home is my plan and uh, hopefully qualify into the old man class again in the plus 40 so that's my plan and then going forward i, I won't hit minneapolis um i don't care for it i i might hit nashville actually if you wanted nashville to do i would be down for that's the one i was looking at on the calendar is st louis still on i think it no is. no it's gone no. so I'll, i can pull up the schedule but yeah if anybody wants to meet us and hang out at any of these uh i would allow Which you means to buy buy me dinner yes yeah, so it's just exactly what i was going to say if anybody like to buy me dinner drinks that kind of, i don't really drink but um not well no not anymore 
not any less. But uh, <laughs> why? What do you What do you got? <laughs> this is usually my follow up. I hadn't planned on drinking. Why? What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if anybody would like to hang out, that'd be fun. Nashville's a cool town too. That's going to be off the hook. Never been in Nashville that I know of. And it's a great. I mean, you can oh. walk to everything. Everything is walking distance from that arena. Yeah, everything. Is it Broadway? Is that yep, where we hang out? Right on Broadway. It's where I is. I'm assuming. Are they doing it? I guess I don't know the venue. I assumed it was the indoors there. Yeah, it's the the Bridgestone, Mich- the Bridgestone Arena. Yeah, yep. that's where the Nashville Predators NHL team plays. That's where Taylor Swift, when she's in town doing what she does to make millions, uh, she would be playing at uh, the Bridgestone Arena. Big place. They got their own police station, unfortunately. Something to keep in mind before you go in uh, thinking you own the place. I don't they party. Actually, I they, don't, they, I'm own, not they have their own police station in the arena. <laughs> I have seen the inside of Volusia County Jail. Have you now? In Daytona, but no, I don't party. It's How'd uh, that work for you? Not too bad. Yeah. What time was the wake up call? Four or? Well, Comes I said. with the, breakfast. I said, you know, it's <laughs> your, a long story. Your fresh, cold bologna sandwich. Here's your breakfast, bud. No, I didn't. I was out of there before then. There, it was. Yeah. <laughs> you had to buy your own. I did. Oh, that sucks. How about uh, Clemson? Is it Clemson is a guest at the White House and uh, McDonald's? Uh, oh, I saw that. Yeah. I know we shouldn't talk politics on the show, but it's what not the heck? It's McDonald's. He bought the Burger Kings. He didn't buy More it. than one. Who bought it? No, the, the, the people donated it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't get it, the fast food thing at the White House. I don't get that. Well, most of the people are on furlough right now that do the the normal cooking. Come on. That's such a stupid... <laughs> that's so, The one thing I would tell you, though... What? You want to look cool. You want to look like a hero. Here it is. Go to... When you go to your Super Bowl party... Yeah. And everybody brings a, a potluck or whatever. Sure. Or a Supercross race. Go buy the cheapest cheeseburgers at Burger King and buy... A lot of a them. A bag of them. 25 of them sure. is a ton of food, right? right? White Castle does the Crave case. Saves you having to order that many. Bingo. White Castle does the Crave we case. Don't have, we don't have White Castle here, though. What does a Crave case consist of? Is it, is it 25? 25 or 30. I can never remember. And the, the magic of a White Castle slider is the hole in the middle of the meat. That way, the patty gets done all the way. Really? Yeah, that's exactly it. I thought it was the onions that gave me horrible gas on the uh, drive. Well, home. you know, there is a there is a certain combination <laughs> of events uh, that, and if you put them in the freezer, you really get another look at them because the, everything coagulates and you you can use a chisel. Why would boys. you freeze them? Oh, because you They're were unable good. to put them away. You were unable to put them away. My, I had that a roommate good. in Chicago. We had a we had a White Castle right by our condo. He would come home every night with a Crave case, and he'd put them in the freezer, and we would say exactly what you said. Why would you freeze those? Speaking of freezing, what's that bike in the back of your truck that's freezing right now? What is oh, that it's, thing? It's, uh, it's a re, re-found its way into my life, a Honda C, 1975 CB200T that I bought, gosh, if I'm guessing... 12, 15 years ago in eastern Illinois when I was living in Chicago. That's a 200 twin four-stroke? 200 twin four-stroke. Honda didn't make a lot of two-strokes in the 70s. They made dirt bikes, which you're aware of, the uh, CR, the original. Elsinores. Elsinores, yeah. But uh, they were primarily a four-stroke company, unlike Honda, or unlike Yamaha and Suzuki and Kawasaki, for that matter. They were really focused on four-strokes, so most of their street bikes were all. So they were the first to say they're not going to build two 
three-strokes ever again. Yep, they it's were. Got the big they've square, always been a four-stroke company. Got the big square rectangular tank on. I've got to ask both of you guys a question. Something to think on. Something to chew on before we get a break. And that is, if money were not an object, and all you were doing is buying something that you desperately wanted to ride, what it, would it be? Tony, we'll start with you. The sand track that I used to poach no, no, for twelve no, no, years. No, I'm talking about equipment. I'm he, talking about he wants motorcycle. a one two an answer of one two wheeler. Oh, a one motorcycle. Yeah, to to ride like Tom Cruise gets a brand new Ducati every year. Yeah, who cares about Tom Cruise and his stupid motorcycles? Church is saying. I have them. I have them. I have all the, the bikes. I, I have all the bikes I want. I Nothing got, out there. I would. I would take the new KTM twelve ninety Super Duke uh, in either R or GT form. Would be. And that's our show for this evening. We'd like to thank our guests, Cameron McAdoo, Mitch Olenberg, Jamie Osterillo, PJ Jacobson, and Drake Beachcamp. Join us next week right here on Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.